Sorry, off to a bad start. I forgot to close my little closet back here. That's a great way to start the episode. It's spooky season. Will it be spooky on Honestly Lazy? Probably not. The Honestly Lazy Podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Honestly Lazy Podcast with your host, me, Mr. Boy Stick, I guess. I don't know why I call myself Mr., because that's definitely not what I am. It's just Boy Stick, but yes, I am back. I am back for another week of the Honestly Lazy Show, or podcast, whatever the hell you want to call us. Because I've been lacking, I figured, fuck it, get back into it. Just gotta get into the live streaming. I'm just that's like the next step is literally just focusing on let's get a fucking live stream going, but still intimidating as fuck to try. But whatever, I'll get into it one day. But you know, shout out to everybody who's been supporting this shit. Everyone keeps asking, or some people keep asking when the next episode's out. So thank you for uh, keeping me motivated because that last episode was kind of rough. What I mean by that is um, I was just. I don't know. I wasn't in the right mind state. Work and life and all that type of shit was kind of fucking me up. Fucking up my flow. Fucking up everything to keep this show going. And I just... I I don't think I should have recorded last week, but I did anyways. But this week is a little bit different. I'm feeling better. And, um, you know, I kind of wanted to record anyways. There's more stuff to talk about than usual, I think. (laughs) I honestly don't know. I'm going to start off with talking about some fucked up shit, and then we'll get into some other stuff. But before I start, i got to give a few shout-outs. Shout-outs to a couple people who actually got married. Shout-out to the Ryan Lozon, my boy, and his wife, Melanie. They finally got married. Known those two. Watched uh, the night that they actually met and started dating. I was there the first night, and they're fucking married so many years later. I was 18 when that happened. It's been a long time. They finally got married, so... Congrats on tying the knot, and shout out to the Hotter Show, seeing him. He also got married the same weekend as uh, my buddy Ryan. So, you know, shout out to you too and your lovely wife. Um, you know, killing as a podcaster, and now you're getting married in real life and doing that stuff. You know, I'm wondering who's next. A lot of people think it's going to be me. <laughs> well, some of people think it's going to be me. They're hounding it to actually be me. Like, my brother who's going to be my best man, wants me to get married so he can throw a bachelor party and it's going to be the greasiest fucking thing. Knowing my brother, it'd be something really greasy and uh, probably something that would make me very uncomfortable, but, you know, he is my best man. He will plan it for me. Um, Crazy year. Especially, uh, we're in the fall now, ladies and gentlemen. Like, it's is, it is getting uh, crazy to think how fast the year actually goes by. It's already October. We only got a few months left, and we're into 2023. It's now spooky season. By the time we're recording this, it's October 3rd. So, everyone's doing the mean girl quote, you know. He asked me what the day was. It's October 3rd, you know. All that dumb shit. You know, we're into these, these months. Where it's going to start getting colder. You're going to be seeing me rocking my sweaters. No more button-ups anymore because it's uh, too cold for that. But I like this time of year because 
like in this apartment. I sweat my balls off because I don't have AC in here yet. Next year, I'm buying a fucking AC because I am not dealing with that again. So, um, it's always shitty in the summer living in this apartment because the only thing that keeps you cool is the sh- cold shower and beer and water, I guess, but mostly beer and showers. <laughs> um, and. You know, I'm actually, this is the first time in a long time where I'm, like, excited for fall. I don't know why. Maybe this summer was just too much for me. Maybe um, I'm excited to fucking hibernate. I'm excited to take this podcasting more seriously. In the weird time, I take the podcast way more serious because there's nothing to do besides recording. So, you know, I really do take it more serious in the weird time. And, you know, that's probably when the live streams are going to start starting up and stuff. But for right now, um, you know, I got to do a few things. First thing I need to do is get my fucking desk done. Because what I mean is I need a fucking new desk. And I need a second monitor so I can get this live stream shit going. It's not working right now. But I will get there. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. There's always other ways to cheat a live stream. To me, I'll just grab my old tablet. (laughs) Fucking view the chat from there. Redneck it to all fuck. But it'll be worth it. But, um, yeah, uh, shout out to everyone else who's been listening to the show who didn't get married, who support it regardless. Thank you, guys. Keep me motivated. Excuse me. Uh, what a, it's only Monday and I'm recording this. Usually I start recording on Tuesday, so not too much has happened yet. Um, the only thing, the way I'm going to start this off is actually talking about that fucking Jeffrey Dahmer series that's on Netflix. Because a lot of weird shit has kind of fucking happened since this show has came out now to start it off i'm in the middle of watching the show and this is the first time i have actually not been able to binge watch a show like this in a day because this show is that fucking creepy like the first episode alone on how he gets caught and how he has a guy in his apartment and that whole creepy hour of him just with the guy and everything that goes down before he actually gets arrested is hands down the most creepy fucking shit I've ever watched. This is literally like you just you, there's nothing comfortable with the with this show. Now, usually when it comes to like a serial killer type show, uh, it's filled with bad acting and you know way overdone editing to like flashbacks and stuff of them doing it and it kind of makes it a bit cheesy and a little bit more easy to watch this is the most fucking like real realistic like you're living in the moment of a serial killer type fucking show i've ever seen and i can see why they like i used to watch the old shit of like serial killers and be like oh my god the acting so bad like Oh, I can't believe they made this. Now I'm like, I understand why they fucking made it this way. Because when you make it as real as this show does, it is fucking hard to watch. Like, this show is very hard to watch. Um, Honestly, I don't even want to, like, actually advertise it too much. Like, watch it at your own will. Because it is fucked. But a few things have happened because of this show. First thing is that, for some reason... Netflix decided to put on the uh, LGBTQT. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be inconsiderate. I just don't. I never could get the lettering down. But they pretty much put it for, you know, gay pride and stuff. Like under that type of series on Netflix. For like, you know, gay people and trans and all that type of stuff. Like for them to watch thinking that they would enjoy it. 
And obviously, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with Netflix? And they took it off that search history, which I'm saying, like, are you, you literally put that under for them thinking, oh, yeah, this is great for the community. This dude was fucking psycho. If you don't know who Jeffrey Dahmer was, is, uh, or, well, you know, he's fucking dead now. Thank God. This guy was fucked. Uh, he pretty much killed gay people because he was gay. And, well, it's not because he was gay. He was fucked in the head, but he was gay. So he would kill gay people, mutilate them, cut their heads off, and eat them. That's that's pretty much the moral of the story, and this, shows, this show really shows it. The one thing the show hasn't shown yet, and I'm scared of, because I'm not, I think I'm like on episode six now, is I think in real life he started by killing fucking animals. And the last thing I need to see is him walking to the, like, because it keeps doing flashbacks and shit. And the last thing I need to see is this motherfucker taking a dog into the woods and killing it. That will fuck, I will stop watching the show right there. Don't care. I, I cannot watch animals die on shows. Animals, old people, and kids. People my own age fucking die. I don't care. Like, but, like old people, to animals, and, like, young, young kids, that fucks me up. And, um, like, I don't know what the fuck Netflix was actually thinking by doing this, but yeah, they literally put underneath for the, the gay community and stuff. And obviously they didn't like it. Second thing that happened, um, cops and, you know, government, I'm not sure who the hell was tweeting it. I saw it somewhere, but they, it was some type, oh, it was like law enforcement. Law enforcement actually came out with a statement saying, do not dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween, which I can't believe they have to put out a warning like this, but in this day and age, they have to put out a fucking warning like this because people will literally do it. When there's like literally, there's fucked up Jeffrey Dahmer who no one should dress up as and he should probably go away in history as, you know, he's just disappearing into history like because of how fucked he was. And then there's fucking Tiger King, which everyone didn't have a chance to be because COVID fucked him. This is your chance to finally be the Tiger King and be that fucked up motherfucker who never got away with shit besides just being a meth head. I would honestly rather be the Tiger King than fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. But the fact that they're putting this out means that people are actually going to dress up as this fucking psychopath. Which, to me, this is a real human being that did real fucked up shit to other human beings. And should not be promoted in any way in a fun way. Like, you know, I'm going to dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween for a Halloween party. Should definitely not be like that with this type of a person. Because he was fucking real. Now, you can say, well, the Texas Massacre was based off a real guy. And, you know, uh, like, uh, oh, God, what's it? Uh... Silence of the Lambs is based on a true guy and stuff. Like, and you're 100% true, but if you don't... like, A lot of people don't even know what the fu- who the real guy's name was. By the way, both of them were based by on the same fucking dude. And I'm going to drop his name, but I know who it was. And no one ever dresses up like him. Because he was a real fucked up human being. And he actually did fucked up shit. Go, like, just go dress up as Jason... 
Go dress up as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Michael Myers, fucking Halloween. Like, I'm pretty sure they're coming. Like, Halloween ends is coming out soon. Dress up as him. That's the movie you should be dressing up as. Not as fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. The fact that that's what people want to dress up as. I don't like this planet is getting more and more fucked. He killed a lot of people. And you're like, I want to dress up as this guy. I want to promote this guy. Just no. The last thing I've seen on the fucking social media world. I couldn't believe that this is actually something that's going on. Jeffrey Dahmer's legendary glasses who make you look like fucking an old creep is up for auction for already 150k the last time I saw it on a news article who the fuck wants to buy his glasses and it's all because of his Netflix show now look like I'm not blaming the show at all they just wanted to try something new and it just got way more popular than they probably fucking thought and now it's just like, oh shit, I, we didn't think this was going to happen. I'm not blaming the show at all. These are just fucked up individuals who are just that fucked up. Like, who actually wants... Like, what are you going to do with these glasses? Are you going to wear them? Are you, are you buying them for your fucking Halloween costume? Like, who actually wants this man's glasses as a fucking flex i could see someone like fucking jake paul buying these glasses and flexing them on instagram thinking that's a good idea like i don't get it who the hell wants this man's glasses i want nothing to do with him i'm into like i don't even believe in voodoo but when it comes to that man fuck yeah those glasses will have some weird voodoo those glasses literally saw some shit like probably actual human shit and saw some very fucked up shit and people are like i want to hang it i want to frame it and put it in my man cave that's the way i'm looking at this or some really sadistic fuck who who might actually try to become the second jeffrey dahmer people do do this ladies and gentlemen someone was married to fucking charles manson for god's sakes like the man who killed who made people kill for him someone wanted to marry that there's, there's a girl who's obsessed with the Scarborough rapist Paul Bernardo who thinks he's going to actually get out of jail. This is fucking crazy. The fact that somebody is like, yes, I want his glasses. My mind goes straight to fucked up shit. Like, what are you going to do with those glasses, man? There's so many fucked up things that could happen with them. And the fact that they're going for already so much is terrifying some creep with a lot of money is gonna have these glasses and god knows what he's gonna actually do with them this is the type of world i live in ladies and gentlemen this is the type of world we all live in and everyone just thinks this shit is fucking normal and i'm here to say uh don't promote that psycho fuck in any good way Thinking that, oh, maybe he was actually a good guy. The show makes him look like just being an awkward guy where that just shit went wrong. Don't even fucking go there. This man is a fucking lunatic. Glad he's dead. Glad. And the best part is, I thought he got the chair and he got the easy way out. But it turns out just a psycho prisoner beat him to death. And to me, that is the perfect way a psycho fuck who did that to all those people should die. A nice, slow beating to the head. That's the way I look at it. Seriously, guys. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer was nobody 
that should be promoted in any good way. He's he should fucking not even be talked about anymore. Um, the memes are funny though. I will say that of uh, the dad from Separ saying Jeff no power tools. That's a funny one, but uh, the fact that people want to dress up for him for Halloween and want his glasses, uh. Kind of makes me not want to live on this uh, planet anymore. So, Ooh, hopefully 2023 or yeah, 2023 is better than this because this shit's getting fucked. So about a week ago, Tyler Childers, my favorite folk artist, I guess you'd call him, bluegrass, country, whoever the hell you want to call him, came out with a brand new album. Now, before he actually came out with this album, there was a lot of teases and all this type of stuff that was coming with it. Starting with him posting on his social media, a guy passed out in the middle of the woods and saying that there's going to be an announcement on a specific date, which I honestly don't remember. Now, to a man like me who discovered Tyler Childers actually through YouTube in a basement session with a song called Messed Up Kids, um... He has always been a different type of guy me and from that song I pretty much fell in love with this guy and with this part of the podcast I might actually do a little bit of a review on his newest album because I have so much respect for this guy And I feel like this is something I've never done before and if you're not into folk music You're not into Tyler Childers you should probably skip this part of the podcast because it's just going to be a review And there's nothing you can do about it or sit here and enjoy it as I give my opinions on the album. I'll give you a little bit of backstory about Tyler Childers in my life. Um, well, when he came out, he came out with an album called Purgatory. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the album that I fell in love with. And made me, well, fall in love with this good man himself. Uh, Tyler Childers... As came out and said he's a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. And with Purgatory, pretty much every song was about alcohol and drugs. And I don't know what it is about that type of music, but I always fucking love it. And um, especially with a guy like Tyler Childers, who came out with other albums like Country Squire, has had a live album come out and stuff like that. I've learned that he's pretty experimental, kind of like Sturgill Simpson. So, each time he comes out with a new album, I get kind of nervous about it. Nothing wrong with being, like, experimental with your albums. But, when it comes from an album like Purgatory that you fell in love with so long ago. Uh, and, like, you know, it's something that even your girlfriend, who is not into music, talking about drugs and shit, actually falls in love with herself. Um... It's kind of a, a, a nerve-wracking thing each time the artist comes out with an album because you really don't know what to expect. Especially when Childers came out and said he was, uh, you know, like a, a recovering drug addict. I was like, uh-oh. Because I know it sounds bad, but his songwriting when he was on drugs was is is amazing. It, it's, a, it's a terrible thing to say. It honestly is. But his writing when he was on drugs was so good and he told such good stories so i'm like what's he going to do once not now that he's sober and i mean i kind of saw this coming and he came out with the new album called can i take my hounds to heaven and it is pretty much well a, a gospel album <laughs> going from songs like white house road where literally one of the lines is we've been stiffing that cocaine songs like swear to god where he Hits an antler pipe and a couple white lines and wakes up with a black eye. 
to this um was kind of a big jump for the old man himself or old shoulders but um i dove right into it i woke up for work downloaded the whole jubilee version because they are there are three versions there's a hallelujah version there's a jubilee and there's the joyful noise version i list i downloaded the jubilee version because I figured that'd be the most grimy sounding one, and apparently it's true. I haven't seen, I haven't listened to the Hallelujah version, but from what, from what I've heard through the internet, it sounds like it's been recorded in a church. Good for some, not for me. So, um, the one thing I will say about this album right off the get-go, it's definitely not fucking purgatory. Um, no, not a lot of banjo or bluegrass type music. It's more type of jazzy, funky bass lines and all that type of stuff. Now... Two man who loves Childers, I, I'm not gonna lie. The first listen through, a little bit disappointed. Second listen through, fucking, I don't know what it was. Start falling in love with it. To me, this album really does. I, I like it. Like you know, it's definitely not gonna be for everybody, especially if they're coming from an album like Purgatory. This is definitely gonna be a big fucking changeup for you. On top of the fact that he actually re-recorded Purgatory, and um made into this like jazzy like pop like i don't know how to explain the sound a lot of like you know 80s type rick james type sounds you know the the funk it's kind of like funky country type stuff so especially i was excited for the purgatory version of this but i'll get into that in a little bit i'm going to start this off by talking about the single that came out first angel band which to me is like right from the get-go i knew right when i heard this song i was pretty much expecting yeah he's going to do fucking all church type music and wasn't really sure how to feel about it but i will say angel band is a beautiful song honestly and um i really do I, i i fuck with it like it was something it was slower but the lyrics were there that I could still vibe out to it. And it is talking about, you know, church and stuff. But it's, it's weirdly to me not in your face about going to church. I don't know how he does it. But it's really not in your face at all when it's talking about going to church in any way. It's a very good... It was, you know what? It was the perfect single to kind of... Get you your expectations up for what the album was probably going to be. And it honestly does do justice. And I actually really did love uh, Angel Band. And I still do. I listen to it quite a bit. And um, there's something about it. The way it's mixed. The way um, every all the instruments are working together. Yeah, it's definitely a song that kind of is different but it really works and i really did like that song but you know i'm going through the list kind of quickly i guess uh how you been tending uh i like that song it was a bit different uh the way i downloaded this fucking album was backwards (laughs) so i started from the bomb worked my way up so you know it was a bit maybe i should listen from the top and work my way down and see if there's a different type of style to it but um i i didn't but for no for i guess technically the ender song it was different 
in my opinion, but definitely nothing that was kind of out of my, uh, like, It, it was it wasn't anything that I was like, oh man, this song sucks or something. As a matter of fact, the hard bass drum in the beginning and the way the song kind of flows all the way through. I actually kinda of fuck with it. It kinda of sounds like a little bit of like a Lex on Fire song, like uh the Nor the Northern, but uh has a Tyler Chiller spin to it and um to start it off, like when I was driving to work and this is a song I was I uh, was like vibing too. I was actually like, this is fucking pretty sick. It's uh, four minutes. Long. A lot of his songs are like four four minutes long. A uh, Angel Band is fucking six minutes long. So, you know, buckle up for that. Um, the next song that's on the album that this one took me two tries to actually get into. But um, I don't know what it was. I fell. Like, I, I can listen to it now. It's actually Jubilee. Um, that actually does not have him singing it. It has some girl singing. I, I'm guessing it's his wife singing it. But um, I looked. I tried to look up the lyrics because the way they they edit the voice, there's an echo to it. You can understand it, but to me, the beat really takes over, and it's really hard to understand what she's saying. The only thing I can really understand her saying is Jubilee over and over again, and something about going to the farm and like something with her cousin. Um, this song, pretty much is like the whole album. You gotta be in the right mood to listen to this album. And this song does the justice of a nice... I need to really find the lyrics. Each time I look it up, it says this song is an instrumental, but there are lyrics to it. I really want to look up the lyrics and see what the song is actually about. But um, it's a very nice, chill, like, you know... You're half asleep driving to work. It's a good song kind of vibe out, too. Um, it's slower bass, slower, um, slower pace to it and all that. And, uh, definitely one of the slower songs of the album, but it works. It works really well. Like, I will just say right now that I'm t like with this, with Jubilee, the Jubilee version, I don't know about anybody else, but it took me my second time through to actually appreciate it i guess so if you're looking uh, you're i'm sure it's probably just me but you might have to listen to it a couple times but i think for a lot of people it will come around and like uh gain your respect if you listen to it a couple times um way of the tri true and god this song i have loved before this album even came out this song is actually on youtube somebody filmed it at one of the it was at willie nelson's fourth of july picnic i was going through youtube one day just finding random children's songs to listen to and that came out and it was like this year so i was like oh i don't know that song at all so i listened to it this was a song that, like, before this album even came out, this was the song where I was like, hmm, something might be going on here. So I did some, like, I typed it in, see if I could find any recordings of it. It was only, like, YouTube videos of at concerts of this song. And people started saying, this might be the hint of a new album. And right when I saw this, when I was downloading this album, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, this is a good tune. Talking about... 
how he gave up pills and all he needs is like the church to uh, keep him high and stuff. And honestly, for like a Bible thumping song and me not being a Bible thumper myself, this is a fucking awesome tune. As a so like the Waylon Jennings sounding saxophones to it and shit. It's it's definitely a song that like if I was drunk enough, I could dance all night to. I love. I, I really do love this song. It's something that the way the beat is, the the beat to it, the the higher paced beat to it. It's definitely a song that I can always get into. This is one of the songs I could probably put on all the time and I will never skip. That's how I describe this song. Now, the next song, Purgatory, Jubilee version. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people like it. And the hardcore children fans are probably like the the non-stop he can do no wrong people will always like whatever he does so they probably love this version of the song me on the other hand no i will always love the original version they slow it down way too much in this version and to me this song is talking about him dating a catholic girl and he's all fucked up on pills and shit like that um to me, the ha- the high-paced banjo fiddle fits the vibe of that song more than like a jazzy, uh, you know, type song. And on top of the fact in the original version, there's a pause where he does a nice little guitar solo. And this, they change up with a weird keyboard solo. I Honestly, this song, I could skip a thousand times over and never be bothered by again this song is not for me probably because i'm so rooted into the purgatory album itself and that song the original song this song is definitely not for me but i mean for all i know a lot of other people fucking love it and you know that's that's your opinion i don't care for it at all but you know that's just my opinion. I'm not like the, like, I, I love Childers and I love music. I mean, Childers is the guy I listen to and I'm writing songs. So, I mean, like, he has a lot of influence on me. I just did not like the version of Purgatory they did for this album. Uh, I think they did it wrong, but that's just my opinion. You know, it's still a really good album. Two Coats is the next song, and this is a song that... I can't get into either. I think it's more of just a beat. Like, I can put it on real quick. I'm not going to put it on for you guys here just because I don't want the copyright happening. But it is a weirder song. Like, it's it's really different from the chiller sound that I like. Almost kind of sounds like an intro to, like, um... Maybe a gangster movie or uh, an old western or something like that. But but it just kind of sounds like a, a weird toning person just talking in the back. And um, honestly, I really do like the beat. And I really do like the guitar licks in it. But when it comes to the song overall, not... Yeah, definitely not a song that... I am a fan of at all. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's two songs I do not fuck with on this album, and those are the two. The rest of them, that my probably my favorite song in the title of the album itself, of its or the album itself. Can I take my hounds to heaven? 
Love this song. 100% love this song. Just talks about, you know, if he can't take his hounds to heaven and hunt on God's ground, just pack him up and I'm going to hell with all my friends, you know. He just wants to make sure he has his dogs up in heaven with him and he can hang out with his dogs and hang out with his, well, I guess if his friends are in hell, you know. But, um, very, very good song. That's all I gotta say about it. Like, it's perfect beat, perfect like pace great gr good story to it just uh a simple song and um again not in your face about bibles or heaven or anything it's just like can i bring my hounds to heaven and i i will always respect this song because this this was the song that because i was like this is the title of the album this one, like Purgatory, has to be like one of the best ones, and he did not disappoint with this song. So, like, cheers to Childers for that one because I fucking love this song. And the last song on the album, Old Country Church, actually Hank Senior song that he recreated. Uh, I've only listened to this song like once or twice, but uh, from what I remember, yeah, it has like you know the organ in it and stuff I I like his version of it kind of more of an upbringing song I feel like the I have I haven't listened to Hank senior version in a very long time but I feel like this version is more upbringing and um, I really do feel like he did Hank a a solid with this one I really did fucking love this song a lot and um, actually my buddy at work Johnny Max said he didn't like it but me I don't know maybe it's just because I'm a huge fan of Childers but he did not do this song wrong he did not do dirty and um, I think he did just right for a cover so you know I would recommend people check out this album Honestly, like, even if you're not in the folk or anything, I, I, honestly, I feel like Childers is one of those guys that changes people's opinion on music. I know myself, I've shown people who are like hardcore rap fans Childers, and they will listen to them to this day. So, regardless, if you like, check out this album, obviously, I'm not going to do a fucking rating out of five or anything like that. Like, I like it. It took me like two two listens through to really like get into it. So give it two listens. If you still don't like it, fucking give up on it. But everyone should check out Tyler Childers if you don't know who he is by now. Um, check out Purgatory, his first album that came out in like 2013, I do believe. Check out all of his stuff, you know, messed up kids. Check out everything you can about him because he is an amazing songwriter. Um... The one thing I do, a guy that I talked to, my uh, buddy Ryan, from, he, he's like three hours away, we were talking about this at Mossport, and he says, he's so good, I don't want him to blow up. And I kind of agree with that. Like, check him out. But I, it's one of those things where it's like, he has to stay underground like he is right now. Like him, Sergio Simpson, Zach Bryan, they have to stay off the radio because I feel like if they got on the radio, they turn into like these shitty people, like the fucking Wreck Laws and... Luke Bryan and fucking all the bad, you know, sellouts. Well, I feel like they wouldn't, 
be sellouts, but they, Nashville or wherever the fuck would try to fuck with them way too hard. But anyways, that is my opinion on the whole Childers, uh... Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven album? I hope you enjoyed this review. If you want me to do this more often, just let me know because I, I will do it. Maybe I'll do my buddy's Excuses Excuses album next because I need to listen to that again through. But this has been the Tyler Chillers. Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven? Uh, if you don't know who he is, definitely go check him out. He's blowing up hard and he's just going to keep going up, up, and up from here. So cheers to Chillers. Thank you for the new album. And I hope you come to Toronto soon so I can fucking see you live finally. Stop slacking. Well, when it comes to my childhood, it looks like there's a new thing that has come out that is not the biggest deal to me, but it's kind of like um, this is the new world that we're coming into, and it's it's fine. It's not a big deal. I just kind of want to talk about this type of subject because me growing up with this type of stuff it never really existed, and nowadays it really does, but they have officially announced that Velma... The nerdy character from Scooby-Doo is officially a lesbian in a new movie, which to me is, well, it's not a big deal, you know? They do that with all type of things nowadays. For when um, it was Gay Pride one year, they announced that SpongeBob was gay. Um, they announced a few times that uh, cartoon characters are, uh, are, are officially gay, and Honestly, I never really understood it, why they'd have to change it and stuff like that. I never really did, and it's just honestly the way it, like, that shit wasn't around when I was a kid, you know? Um, I never understood why, like, even with the new shows and stuff that are coming out, there's always a gay character and all that type of stuff, and, um, this is just kind of a way to talk about that type of thing and why I never understood it. My mom actually sat me down and explained it. So, I'll, first of all, I'll say, with Velma being a uh, lesbian, well, I mean... Never had a guy in the show. Honestly, none of them had relationships in the show. Like, once the animated series got newer and newer, they all kind of had relationships. I think in one series, Velma and Shaggy were actually dating. So, I don't know. Uh, in all the multiverses of Scooby-Doo, pretty much Fred and Velma, or Fred and Daphne were always fucking, and everyone else is off on their own. But, um, they never really announced their sexuality. But, in the same time, like... This new movie, she comes out lesbian, but in the older, older stuff, like everything that's ever came out, there was nothing that really proved that she was gay. Like with SpongeBob, everyone pretty much figured he was gay because there was that episode where Patrick and him are wrestling for like the Burger Olympics or the Fry Cook Olympics, and at the end, they're holding hands as they're walking out weirdly in tidy whities So, like, you know, I caused some controversy, and plus, I guess SpongeBob never having a girlfriend on type of shit came out and you know he was like he was gay but when it comes to like this is what the kind of thing i always want i, I kind of want to talk about because i never understood growing up and uh i didn't understand it for a long time my girl or my mom not my girl my mom actually sat me down and explained it to me um it was the biggest thing with the newer shows that came out and stuff like that that there was always um a gay character like the, the main cast started to have a like one gay character or a lesbian or something like that and i never understood it like even with like mean girls and stuff the the cop that uh was after him was gay and had a husband and stuff and brooklyn 99 brooklyn 99 it made more sense that the chief police was gay because he kind of showed like you know what he came up through and how hard it was him to be gay and be a cop and all that type of stuff that kind of made sense but 
there's like How I Met Your Father, the the sister that's gay. I just I was always like, why is the like, why is it always there's always a uh, a gay a gay character, and it. it like, it wasn't like I was getting offended by it. I was just like, wow, every show has one now. My mom said, well, think about the kids nowadays. That, like, when you are when you were a kid, like, you know, there was no gay characters or anything like that for your friends to look at. But actually, there was one other thing. I, I'm going completely off topic. There's a new comic book series of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. One of those series, I think it's Spider-Man where Peter Parker, it's like one of the multiverses where Peter Parker actually is gay. So... To me, like, my mom pretty much broke it down. Like, this is literally proving that, like, you know, uh, I can't think of the world. Pretty much just me, the word, pretty much me just being a fucking dumbass. Um, I was like, well, I don't get it. Like, every show, there's a gay character now. And my mom pretty much said, well, it's because, like, this is the new world we live in. There's, like, it's very, it's an open thing. Um, you know, like. It was, there was a time where it wasn't okay to be gay, and, um, like, even for me, I'm only 27, when I was a kid, there was no cartoons, there wasn't even, like, shows my parents watched that there was gay characters, the only one I can think of is literally Will and Grace, that was, like, the only show where there was, like, the main cast where there was gay characters in it. it, it's, it's kind of, um, it, it, like, my mom literally said, like, well, think about the shows you grew up on. There was never gay characters and stuff. I was like, no, there wasn't. And she said, well, imagine being a gay kid. And, um, you know, growing up in a world that's so, you know, focused on having a wife and kids and stuff like that. They're putting all these characters in t- for pretty much for everybody. And I was like, damn, I'm an inconsiderate asshole. I never thought of it like that because I never had to deal with that. And... My mom saying that to me, I was like, oh, wow, I'm a fucking idiot. But, like, this is the world that we live in now. And I'm sure, like, with the Velma, there's, like, there's going to be people like, oh, come on, why change a character and stuff like that? To me, not a big deal. Um, I just kind of wanted to say, like, you know, it's crazy to think how much the world's changed. It's good. It's for the better that they're having characters like, uh, like this coming out and they're having you know, more, more, you know, all types of characters on shows and stuff, because for a kid, like this whole thing of parents, like I've seen the TikToks and stuff where parents are like, Mike, like holding a baby saying my baby's gay, or they're saying like, my baby came out as a boy and it's actually I, like, she's a girl. That type of stuff is all kinds of fucked up. And I don't agree with that. I believe that the kids should be, choose on their own or um i don't know it's just like like these parents who are just doing it they're just like nope he's this or she's this uh, that's wrong but it's nice to have the characters to kind of show the kids at a young age that it's okay to live your life however you want and we're living in a time where it honestly like the homophobic shit is still around and it probably will always be around just like racism and shit like that. You, there's just people who are fucked in the head, but it's, it's good to see that, you know, they're trying to teach you younger, the, the youth and stuff that it's okay to be gay, straight, bi, transgender, wherever the hell it's good. And, you know, 
I haven't really seen anything where they're really in your face about it, which would really drive me nuts. If there was like a show or something where it was like they're in your face, like this is the way it should be and all this type of stuff, then I'd be kind of more upset, but I haven't seen anything yet. So it's not that, like, you know, Velma is now gay or lesbian. And all I got to say is like, it's a character, good for them, I guess. And um, the world keeps moving. I've been seeing this story everywhere, like, and I mean fucking everywhere, and it's a bigger story than I really thought it would be, but everybody's heard about it, and I feel like I should just talk about it really quick. I don't know too much about it, but there was these two men, two people, in a fishing tournament, and they fucking have won all these fishing tournaments and shit, and they finally got caught. And, like, they've been fucking cheating. Now, I don't know how many tournaments they've won, but I've seen in one video that they've won over 45 grand worth of shit from fishing tournaments. And for all we know, they've been cheating at every single one. And I don't know what... I didn't look too far into it, but all I'm thinking is, who did they piss off where they finally said, fucking search these fish. This is bullshit. These guys took little ball weights, wherever the fuck they are, and were stuffing them down the fucking fish's throat to make them weigh, like, to make them weigh heavier so they could win these fucking competitions. This shit was absolutely berserk. In front of the whole competition, the judges are gutting these fish and pulling out, like, not one, like, fucking three of these balls. Uh, I don't know how much they weighed each, but these were, like, fucking big weights to weigh, the, to make these fish fucking heavier so they could win these comp competitions. This is absolutely nuts and i'm sitting there wondering this day how long have they been doing this on top of the fact that right when they started pulling out these weights people were like how long have you doing this you cheap you cheating fucks and all this stuff tough fact the judge was like keep them here we're calling the cops they got escorted out they've been arrested they are they are fucked like fishing tournaments i didn't know how much like you know i i know you can make a good living off being a fisherman but, I mean, holy shit, these guys cheated, and, like, it's not like they just got, like, they cheated, and they pat them on the back and said, alright, fuck it, like, you know, they're, like, I think they're fa facing jail time for, like, theft, and for cheating, like, these guys robbed so much money from fishing tournaments, like, they are absolutely fucked, like, this is no second chances for this shit, fishermen take this shit seriously, and... The vibes I saw from the videos of everybody yelling at me and shit. Not only will I never be allowed, like, like in the tournaments again. I don't think they'll ever even be allowed fucking fishing again. Like, each time they go to a lake, someone's going to throw a fucking rock at them. Or, I don't know, like, save for the gas out of their boats. Like, these two are absolutely done. I mean, like, good. Like, the, the, the fucked up thing is good. Good on them. Like, they got away with it for a very long time. But, unfortunately, the greed came in. They got caught. And now they're in more trouble than I could ever fucking imagine. Let this be a lesson to everybody who cheats. Like, like it's all fun and games. And it's easy money until you get fucking caught. These guys are in trouble. So, just don't cheat. Have fun. I don't get why everyone's got to fucking cheat. Like, were these guys desperate for money? They're like, fuck it. Let's be fishermen. Like... There's other ways. <laughs> you guys got caught and now you're officially fucked. They, oh my god, their sponsorships are probably like, yo, now you owe us money. <laughs> like, the boat gone, house is gone. Hopefully they don't have families because they're fucking gone. Oh my god, these guys. 
Like, of all fucking things, fishing. You're cheating in fishing tournaments. Fishing's supposed to relax you. And these guys took the most relaxing thing. They used, like, father and son, like, tradition, let's go fishing. And they fucking tainted it with cheating. Oh, another I don't want to live on this planet anymore fucking moment, ladies and gentlemen. That is fucked. That'll do it for this episode of the Honest Leaves Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you know, eh, uh, you know, shout out to everybody who's been supporting, everyone who's been listening, everyone who gives the feedback, tell me after watching, shout out to everybody who's been supporting this shit, I'm not gonna stop, uh, brainstorming a lot of shit, hopefully it'll be in the works very soon, make sure you subscribe to the channel, follow me on Spotify, check out the Twitter, Instagram, all in the description down below on YouTube, if you don't follow me on YouTube, then it is... Honestly, Lazy Podcast on Instagram and the Boy Stick channel or Boy Stick channel on Twitter. Those are my handles. Make sure to go over and check all that out. Support me. And um, I shall see you guys next time. I think next week I'm going to take off and relax. It is Thanksgiving weekend for Canada this weekend. I'm going to be doing my old tradition I do every single year. My tradition being that I am going to be watching a old Elliot Page when before it was Elliot Page and Ellen Page. Uh, she there's a skit on YouTube called The Canadian Thanksgiving where Justin Long and two other people uh, invite her over, get her drunk, and then eat her. I don't know why I've been watching this video since I was 14. It came out like back when YouTube was really good. Like you know, like it was a bunch of skits and shit, and not fucking vlogging. Uh, back when it was like everyone was just trying to be creative and writing skits and shit. Back in those days, that's when I discovered it. Like when Smosh was huge and FND Films were fucking killing it and Mystery Guitar Guy and all that. Back in those days, and for some reason, since I've been 14, I watch it every single year, and that is my tradition. So I gotta get. And I'm hosting this year. Again, I hosted last year, Thanksgiving. I'm hosting again this year. Pretty, pretty excited about that. Get to see the whole family and all that type of stuff. So if you're Canadian and you're celebrating Thanksgiving this weekend, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Eat a lot of turkey, drink some beers, and have a good weekend. Because I know I am going to be having a fun weekend of cleaning my apartment and cleaning it up after everybody leaves. And all that stuff. So until next time, it's your boy Sick. This has been the Honestly Lazy Podcast. And all of you, take her easy, eh? Honestly Lazy Podcast. <laughs>